Beer with Buffy is a retro analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us on patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. I was told you were coming. The big bad is back. This time... I'm not sure I'm getting the clearance to come into the initiative. I've been thinking about the world. Jeez. Like vampires. Take a stand and take a night. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this one. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she had bottle opener dysfunction on the first day, Rex. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We all get scared at our first time. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And I'm Ale. And this is Ale. Hi, Ale. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> Who is she indeed? <laughs> De- dear listeners, don't be alarmed. Yes, we have a woman who is associating with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's purely consensual, we promise. So uh, we have a very special guest today. Ale from the heart. She hosts a podcast called What's it called, Ale? It's called The Awkward and the Press Podcast. There it is. Um yeah. I think it goes without saying that we endorse this podcast. Yes. Alrighty then, kids. Today on Beer with Buffy, we're reviewing season four, episode nine of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is entitled Something Blue. Yay! I was really confused at the night the name of this episode because I did not remember anything about what was happening in this episode. I know, right? Well, let's get back to that <laughs> in just a moment. We do have some small order of business to discuss real quick. The t-shirt contest. Yes, t-shirt contest. So today, we'll be picking a winner, but it won't be on the air. <laughs> so congratulations to whoever you are that won the t-shirt in the future, because at the time of this recording, we don't know. <laughs> we could always go back and re-record something, maybe? Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna post it on Twitter and we'll we'll let the winner know. Sounds good yes. to me. Sounds great. Cool. Cool. All right. Hey hey Ale. Oh wait, I'll I'll say something like okay, I'll say something. You're not allowed to say things on this podcast that we invited you to. Excuse me. <laughs> All I want to say is I want to justify why I'm here, right? Like okay. your audience is probably like, who is this bee? So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, no, that's actually that's a great topic. I would love to yes. hear yeah. who is this bee. <laughs> so, I am here. Because Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of my favorite shows of all time. I am perpetually watching the show over and over again. So I know every episode by heart, front and back. And I have a scythe tattoo on my forearm. That's how much I am committed to the show. And yeah, Buffy is really important for me and for my life and to me and for everything. And that's why I'm here. Yikes. (laughs) I don't know. She sounds pretty committed, Rex. 
maybe a little too committed. I think this this is a little heavy, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, Ale, would yeah. you like to do the honors of summoning the mother? Oh my God, please, <laughs> Josh. Yes, Ale. Can we get a mom synopsis? Well, since you asked so nicely, the answer is please, Joshua. God. What are you doing, Joshua? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm experiencing it in life. <laughs> oh, just driving away all my friends and family with a wave of self-pity that echoes throughout the interdimensional multiverse. Is it Tuesday already, Joshua? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mom. It's it's Wednesday. <laughs> Did you skip a day, Joshua? <laughs> no, I'm just late because of who I am as a person. <laughs> Well, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it, Joshua? <laughs> Think about that. Think about what you just said for just a moment there, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Willow's getting job offers, Joshua. Yeah, but she turned it down. <laughs> Fucking millennials. <laughs> She's not a... <laughs> okay. Yeah, still not as entitled as boomers. What the hell is happening, Joshua? Is... <laughs> Why is Buffy getting married to your spikety spike? <sighs> He's not my spikety spike, Mom. I, I'm not that possessive with my relationships. Obviously, he's everybody's spikety spike, but mostly mine. I think we can all agree. <laughs> I do not agree. I will fight you. <laughs> I, I don't know, Josh. I've seen her doing like yoga and shit on Instagram. Uh, she would probably kick your ass. <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> Probably, yeah, guaranteed. Uh, Joshua, you're about as tough as a limp noodle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Oh, speaking of, who's your little girlfriend? Why why don't you ever introduce me? Mom, just because there's a girl on the show doesn't make her my girlfriend. Stop doing that. Okay. Jeez. We're here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. God. God, Mom. Jeez. <laughs> I don't need any more snacks, okay? God. What about these fruit roll-ups? Oh my god, you did watch the episode. Okay, so today on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sad Willow is sad because Oz calls for his shit and she's been stalking his bedroom this whole time, apparently. And she just cannot even anymore, so she casts a little <laughs> spell to be able to make the world around her do her bidding. And it backfires. Go figure. That never happens. <laughs> and so it, it ends up fucking with Buffy and Spike and it makes them like pseudo kind of fall in love with each other, much to comedic effect. And Giles is even more hilarious, completely accidentally. And of course, <laughs> Xander turns into a demon magnet. I thought there was more they could do with that but you know demons start chasing him luckily he has Anya there to know how to kill all of them and it's it's basically a sitcom that happens to have horror and drama elements they all convene Willow kind of sort of ends up saving the day when she gets invited to be a vengeance demon by the same dude Tahofren 
that recruited Anyanka, like, I don't know, a thousand years ago or something? Is that vaguely accurate? Uh, Something like that. Okay. He's a little disappointed that she turns him down, but everything's fine. Everybody lives happily ever after until the next episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the end. Okay, so I didn't realize till you did that. That's really all that fucking happens in this That's episode? Pretty much all that happens. They just really, really milk the shit out of this Buffy and Spike thing. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. As soon as the sun goes down, 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 down. Competition is a beautiful thing. Cold open? A short, short cold open to Sad Willow in Oz's room. Yes. And I just want to take this moment to... Uh, so you already gave us a little bit of a rundown, Ale, why you wanted to be here in general. But I wanted to ask you, uh, what was the allure of this particular episode? Because you requested this episode specifically that you wanted to be a guest for. So yes, um, I requested this episode because I, well, I love talking about Buffy and I love talking about fun episodes like light episodes like not the ones that are like pivotal to this overall study um, I mean story so this is what this episode is I think this is just kind of like a fun like throwaway like oh let's just run with this like willow spell thing uh, but specifically to me what was wait, appealing to me from wait, this episode are, are you saying you don't like the broody episodes <laughs> I don't like Are the they too broody ones. for you, Ale? <laughs> <laughs> too broody, man. <laughs> well, you're not so, no, nearly yeah. broody enough for me. Listen. Your ways. Disclaimer. Damn chipper. That's. I don't even. <laughs> I, I can't even. I am fully, fully. I'm fully a Spuffy, Spuffy fan. I'm a Spike and Buffy fan rather than a Bangel fan. Um, <laughs> ba- I'm sorry to say. Bangel? Bangel, yeah, those are the, you know, those are the terms, the ship oh, terms, God. you guys know. Yeah, um, I know, I did Rex, no? weigh in, <laughs> you I, guys know? I, I didn't know, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, so there's a whole like Bangel, which is like people who shape Buffy and Angel, and then there's Spuffy, which is people who shape <laughs> Spike and Buffy. Wow, they were so creative about those <laughs> names, look, right? look at them go. <laughs> Yeah. So I am Spuffy. So that, that's why this episode is like particularly awesome for me. Right. We see a lot well, I'm right there with you because there's count. all kinds of foreshadowing to Spike and Buffy hooking up. Like they just, I don't want to belabor the term here, but they kind of blew their load. They're like, we really want Buffy and Spike to hook up, but we don't know how to do it. Hey, what if Willow casts a spell out of grief? By George, you've got it. <laughs> That's exactly what this happened. This is going to yeah. be so easy. Who needs <laughs> foreshadowing? <laughs> well, this, the, But this is the foreshadowing you see. Yeah, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. So it's bugging me. I'm trying to think of a term... Uh, slasher. It's a slasher when... Oh, but that's when people imagine characters getting together. But since Buffy and Spike actually do hook up later for realsies, <laughs> it's not a slasher. Because that's a fan fiction genre. Anyway. Okay. But we digress. <laughs> Did you have anything more to say? I feel like I interrupted you at some point, Ollie. No, no, that's all. I just... I really like Spuffy and Buffy and Spike. I don't know how it happens. 
I just like it. I like to see it. I like to experience it. I like to make fun of it. It's great. So, uh-huh. yeah. Excellent. All right. Then let's get on with the show. Splendid. Cold open to Sad Willow in Oz's room. Someone get that sad. girl a fucking panda. <laughs> Why a panda? Because that makes me a sad panda. I think she needs a puppy. No, she needs something that doesn't that she doesn't look at it and it makes her go, "Oh, I wish I were that happy." Hey, she needs how, something that can commiserate. How about this? Someone get that girl a girlfriend. Hey, there's an hey. idea. Holly <laughs> doesn't have any opinions on that. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I would never shut up. This is not okay. All right. So from there, it's a very short opening scene of just showing her in Oz's room, and then we cut to campus. Where... So this this room of Oz's is it his parents' house? No, it's a room in an apartment that's off campus. Okay. It established that in another episode. Okay, he's probably living with his bandmates or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cut to campus. The I'm guessing the next day or whatever, and we see Buffy walking through campus, and she runs into Riley, who is hanging a lesbian alliance sign. God, oh my god, I couldn't. (laughs) Well, because as we find out, Riley is a lesbian, and I knew it! (laughs) I bloody well knew it! I knew it because of the hair. It's the hair? Oh god! (laughs) Say something lesbianic. Home Depot. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so he pulls his classic dorkishly charming maneuvers on the buffinator here. He's talking about a picnic. He does it really well. He does, yeah. Every episode that we see Riley, I'm like, why did I hate this guy? (laughs) He's so charming, and... You'll see why. Dare I say You're... he's cute. We know. <laughs> no. <laughs> we shall all see why. <laughs> see, that was my theory last episode is he's he's going to stick his dick in the pudding at some point. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to want to eat that pudding because, because you, you stuck your, your dick, dick in it. In it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> here he, he basically plays his full hand. He's calling her beautiful. He says he really likes her, admits that he prepares for conversations with her because she's a mystery to him. Hold, hold, hold on, though. I, Have you I, guys prepare for conversations? Oh, God, yes. Um, yeah. I'm constantly preparing for conversations <laughs> in my head. <laughs> no, no, I, I have a theory. It could be bunnies. No, not that theory. Oh, sorry. No, he knew that they hadn't talked about picnics beforehand. He just went with that as his in because he knew that if he if they had talked about picnics she might not remember and he's just being kind of suave about it oh yeah oh please no he knows exactly what he's doing i never questioned that (laughs) you didn't take what he said at face value did you that's just silly (laughs) well i guess i'm naive (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah i just i didn't want to be the one to tell you (laughs) All right. Hey, it's been previously established in my life that I have no ability to discern subtext in conversations and social situations. I can verify. Yeah. (laughs) So Riley basically goes full throttle. Hey, I'm a courting you little froggy here. And (laughs) Buffy goes full ribbit. (laughs) And her tadpole grew three sizes that day. (laughs) That's how that works, right? Hey, hey, Ale. 
You don't have to hold back your laughs. Feel free to laugh into the mic. It's fine. Okay. I don't think she was. She just sees through my shit, Rex. Thank you for proving to me that I'm not funny. <laughs> this man's been laughing at my jokes for far too long. Somebody needs to do the world a favor already. <laughs> well, we all know I'm not the funny one. Outside campus on the sidewalk at nighttime, Buffy giddily talks about Riley to Willow. Yep, they have a moment of failing the uh, Bechdel test. Girl talk. Fuck the Bechdel test. <laughs> this is at least, you know, relevant. Uh, it's not yeah. just idle chatter about boys. This is the part where Buffy is like, why can't I separate pleasure and pain? Yeah. Why do I have to put them together? So I've got some words about that in a moment, but uh, just real quick, this is a crossover alert. She mentioned seeing Angel in LA, even for five minutes, hello to the pain. That's her exact line. Yep. And so we missed this last episode because we're not doing Ale with Angel yet. Season 4, episode 8 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer correlates to season 1, episode 8 I will remember you of Angel. Oh, God, no. And that's... We can't. <laughs> it's too painful. That episode is just harrowing. But apparently what yeah. happens is he turns human and they hook up for a hot, sweaty last night of love. And then he's like, but I have to be broody, Buffy. <laughs> I cannot be broody if I'm not a vampire. So he... <laughs> begs the gods or whoever to make him a vampire again i read a synopsis or i'm my mother read the synopsis to me so <laughs> that's why i remember it uh i mean that that's how you read all your books right your mom just reads them to you <laughs> okay come on josh you don't read <laughs> All the repressed memories are coming back now. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Buffy's all excited that uh, all she has to do is show up to this picnic and eat. And those are the two things that she's good at. And, you know, they always say that the number one way to a man's heart is food. Why didn't it ever occur to me that that rule is probably 100% converse? <laughs> yeah. Since we have a girl on the episode. Why do you think I cook, Josh? <laughs> I know how to cook because nothing woos women easier than cooking delicious food. Mm -hmm. This is true. This is absolutely okay, true. Okay, confirmed. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I wouldn't know. I just play video games. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I think the most noteworthy thing about this scene, other than Rex slamming things around on his desk. I, I <laughs> dropped my uh, bottle opener. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Hey, it didn't go into the couch. Well, because you don't have a couch anymore, Rex. And whose fault is that? My roommates. I was gonna roommates. I was gonna blame Edgar, but I mean, yes, it's also kind of his fault. Dig this. Dig this. Sire has a wind. Sire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Or water. Usual. Oh yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. They're hilariously making fun of how stable Riley feels here. Buffy's like, but I can't help thinking, isn't that where the fire comes from? Can a nice, safe relationship be that intense? I know it's nuts, but part of me believes that real love and passion have to go hand in hand with pain and fighting. And then a vampire jumps out in front of her and she nonchalantly stakes him and 
the fastest vampire slaying ever. It is. <laughs> so uh, soapbox time for Josh. I, I know I've already talked quite a lot and I'm going to shut up here in a minute. Kind of a little bit. Not really. So I think it's a real sign of psychological trauma that Buffy feels this way. That pain has to be wrapped up with an intense relationship. For instance, why do battered women keep going back to their abusive partners? I read a really solid article one time on the effect of this kind of emotional abuse. Basically, uh, when removed from the abuse, you become numb and despondent. And you, all you can think about is when being in that relationship and you don't know how to function without it. Because at least you felt something at the time. Are, are you either right. of you familiar with the effect? Uh, vaguely. I mean, I can like, you know see it <laughs> right okay so yeah. yeah i mean don't quote me do, definitely do your own research i'm pretty sure i read a, a real psychological article on that at one point in time and uh so to answer your question buffy uh maybe a nice safe relationship will never be that intense but it's not supposed to be and that's not healthy right yeah 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 i was pretty much gonna say similar it is unquestionably a sign of Deep trauma. Yes. Glad we're on the same page. Buffy's traumatized, yep. Yeah, and so they jokingly use this mundane staking to imply that she's just a fighter at heart and needs that in her relationships too. Well, I think that's horseshit. And I think that downplays and disservices Buffy's depression and low self-esteem and anxiety. But now I'm just being a big old downer. So... Unless you guys have anything more to say. Hey, at least, Josh, there are people in this episode as sad as you. Yes! <laughs> they got the brood. <laughs> We're all brooding right now. Excellent. <laughs> anyway, passed up a quarter of the day there. I loved it when uh, Willow's responding to Buffy, who said, Riley seems so solid, like he wouldn't cause me heartache. And Willow's like, get out. Get out while there's still time. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that was my favorite part about that scene. Anyway, I'm yeah, I'm ready to move definitely. on when you guys are. And, okay, and opening I'll, credits. I'll take a back seat for a minute. Uh, mm -hmm. Then we cut to the bathroom at Giles's apartment. To oh my god, yes. <laughs> specifically, we cut to Spike chained up in the bathtub in Giles's apartment. And let me just say, somebody wrote some fan fiction about this scene. Thank <laughs> I you did. Very that much. was me. I did it. <laughs> you need to link us to that right now. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? Like that I had the pictures of that exact scene like all over my wallpaper back in the days where the internet was new. Like it's iconic. Like him just just chained to the bathtub is like oh my god. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Oh, you were a little choppy there. Were you, were you talking about being chained up in a bathtub? This this one time when I was chained up in a bathtub. Go on. Yes, please. No. Spike Spike is the one chained in the bathtub, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Buffy is questioning Spike, and he doesn't really have a whole hell of a lot of information for her. His line is, well, they were human. Two eyes, each kind of in the middle. <laughs> right. Well, and he makes a valid point here, because she's like, how long are you going to pull this crap? And Spike responds, how long am I going to live once I tell you? 
true. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they have no reason to let him live. And lots of reasons to want him dead. Yes. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. just walked right into them, trusted them not to kill him, but he kind of had very few choices. They specifically, they're not worried about him because of his vampire dysfunction. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Giles' line here is amazing. He's like, we, we have no intention of killing a harmless uh, creature, but we have to know what's been done to you. We can't let you go until we're sure that you're uh, impotent. Hi! (laughs) Sorry, poor choice of words. Uh, Until we're sure you're... Flaccid? (laughs) Yeah. Buffy is really enjoying this by the end of the scene. It's kind of fantastic. Oh, man. She just milks it for everything she can because she, like, starts massaging her neck and, like describing the blood pulsing through her veins <laughs> and she's teasing him hard spike she is all but drooling care. giles is priceless as usual he's like oh please every line is funnier than the last i we can't do the whole scene for you i wanted to just turn this into a live action play Okay, Rex, you be Giles. Josh, no, 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 no. Josh has to be Giles. He does the voice. Oh, you'll be Giles. No, I need to be Spike though. Um, God damn it! (laughs) I want to be Giles's mug of kids the librarian, full of blood. Do you guys have the whole scene written down? I could do this. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't have the whole scene written. No, I uh, yeah, I don't think we can do this impromptu. But as Giles is leaving, Spike's like, Giles, make us stop. (laughs) <laughs> I yes! think that was the best yes! part. Every he, line just got funnier wa- than the last. And that's impressive. He walks into the other room and says, if those two don't kill each other, I might lend a hand. Oh. Yeah, this is one of those episodes that was difficult to watch in public because everyone around me must have just thought that I was <laughs> fucking crazy. But Willow happens to be in the other room and she's looking through a book and she has an idea to do a truth spell on Spike. And Giles thinks that's brilliant. By George, you've got it, Willow. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's like, alrighty, I'll get you the ingredients and I'll meet up with you tomorrow. And she heads out and Giles heads back into the bathroom. And he's like, hey, she's doing good. And Buffy's like, yeah, she's doing good. And Spike's like, you guys are fucking morons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's <laughs> bad wrong when Spike has a higher emotional intelligence than you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It tracks for me, though, because Spike has already on multiple occasions shown himself to be very insightful of how people function. Right. You couldn't be that good of a, a manipulator if you didn't understand how people function. Yeah, it, that's just what I was going to say about him and Harmony is he wouldn't be able to play Harmony the way he does if he didn't you know, understand a thing or two about psychology. Yeah. So anyway, cut to Oz's room again. Yep, where Willow discovers that all his stuff is gone. Completely gone's kebabs. Handy that they had that scene in the very beginning of the episode to show us that that just happened. I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like they wrote it or something. (laughs) I like the disarray of the room. In the next scene, uh, Willow explains that Devin had gotten all the stuff and sent it to Oz but you look at the room and it looks like Devin packed everything as fast as humanly fucking possible yeah (laughs) 
Like, there's corners of the posters still on the wall. He just tore down the fucking posters. <laughs> I would be so pissed if I were Oz and, like, I get my shit and I get my, I pull out my posters and all the fucking corners are gone. Yeah, no, seriously, though. You're right. Um, yeah, it looked like the like the cops had come through there and they were just collect- collecting <laughs> yeah. evidence. Yeah, and Sad Willow is just super sad. Yeah. It's all sad. Yeah, she is panda level sad. It's pandemonium. Really it's a pandemic. Buffy, you made some bad choices. You just might have to live with some consequences. This isn't over. If I have to, I'll go all the way to the mayor. Buffy's not doing a very good job of consoling her here, though. Well, honestly. No. So she, uh, yeah, so cut over to Willow and Buffy's dorm where Willow's, uh, you know, talking about how sad she is to Buffy. And Buffy maintains a solid look of God, it hurts to see you in so much pain and not be able to do anything about it. And I know exactly what that pain feels like because of the brood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, but Buffy is with Willow and, well, from the girl point of view, when your friend comes to you with a problem like that, you're supposed to, like, strip away whatever your beliefs are and just agree with whatever she wants. Right. Like, do you want to say bad stuff about the guy? Let's do that. Do you want to cry? Let's do that. Do you want to, like, you just have to listen. And Buffy didn't do that. She was just kind of, like, giving her the advice that, yeah, rationally she needs right now, but, like... Not the way to do it, Buffy. Yeah, so what you're telling me is that because Buffy is doing exactly what I would do in that situation, I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't we start from a baseline of Rex is wrong and go from there? Just in general. Oh, I don't like this at all. I I really don't like this. (laughs) It's, It's not what you say, it's how you say it. So what Buffy said was right. Yes, she needs to deliver that information. That's the correct way to move on or whatever but like this is not the time this is the time to just cry you know yeah. you, you can tell her that later <laughs> well i think what she's saying rex is that we've had this exact same conversation before sometimes people need commiseration sometimes people need advice yeah yeah and sometimes i feel like there's a third one but yeah and there was that moment a few episodes ago had something to do with parker where we were like you know, it should really be okay to confirm that with somebody that you're talking to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I recall talking about that now. Yeah. Be like, hey, I'm contacting you because I would like you to talk mass amounts of shit about my ex. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Do you just need Thank somebody you. to listen? <laughs> do, do you want me to agree with you emphatically? <laughs> what do you want? Do you want me yeah. to spit vitriol? Yeah. Yeah. That that works. That works. Uh, nobody ever really wants sound advice when they're upset. That's not what that shit's about. Come on. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We go back to uh, Giles's bathroom where it's telly time. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Passions is on, or what is it? He's so insolent. It- He's such a child. It's amazing. <laughs> I. Like, I don't get how he can be so instigative in such a compromised position, but damn Spike pulls it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, he knows something that they need, so he's fully aware they're not going to just outright kill him. Yes. 
And honestly, I've seen this portrayed in a lot of things. Like the most recent one that comes to mind is Stranger Things, where they've got the in in season three. I guess I don't want to I don't want to throw any spoilers out there because that's a very recent show. But you know, basically, there's this trope of the captive who's just being a completely spoiled child. And I wonder if there's some actual like military training that says that you should do this because it will give you a slight edge in that kind of a situation. Like if you just kowtow to everything they say and do, you're just going <laughs> to get killed faster. I don't know. I'm sorry. I just got this idea, <laughs> this image in my head of like a bunch of like hardcore, beefy, overly muscular Marines like learning how to be insolent children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, something tells me they wouldn't have to try too hard, Rex. <laughs> I know. I, I know a couple of those kind of guys. Exactly. I think we have the exact same one or two in mind. Um, yep. So Giles is talking on the phone with Willow while Spike is being an insolent child in the bathroom. And he's like, uh... Willow, uh, didn't we have an appointment today? I, I would really like to shower sometime today, alone. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. There's also fanfic about that. So has has he showered already? Not alone. What is happening? Right. It's a whole nother fanfic. <laughs> like so many implications can be drawn from this, Giles. Were you afraid that Willow thought you meant with her? Or, I mean, the face value <laughs> implication here would be that you don't want to shower with Spike. I pose the question to you, why not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, he's a vampire. It doesn't matter, right? It's, uh... I mean, if if you're showering in front of a creature that's dead and doesn't have a soul, isn't that really just like showering in front of your cat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean... So it's like Buffy hooks up with her cat later. <laughs> oh my god. Exactly. Stop. <laughs> so, Mr. Edgar Allan Purr, <laughs> is there something you need to tell us? But he runs away from the shower and the bathroom. Uh, and now we know why. He's deathly afraid of water. Yeah, it's the water, Rex. <laughs> Giles is talking to the machine willow's answering machine and in the background spike is like yelling about tv and hey turn the tv on and everything uh-huh and he says something along the lines of like if you don't do this i'll and giles replies with you'll what lick me to death yeah that was a good one <laughs> and again more fan fiction there and then the fan fiction <laughs> happened yeah first <laughs> the awesome. showering and then the licking and the oi <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the park where Buffy's on a date having a picnic with Riley turns out he really loves driving and finds it very cathartic but he never uses the word cathartic he could have really summed up this scene very quickly oh so yeah so Riley is just talking and talking about driving forever and ever and I'm so bored with that conversation that I don't know how Buffy is doing it <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I think Riley makes it a little sexy. You're supposed to be wrapped up in how much this man loves to drive and really, really wants to get Buffy in a car in the middle of nowhere because that's romantic, right? And not terrifying. I called it murdery, but. <laughs> yeah. 
potato, potato. So, so this description of his love for driving definitely seems to take a slight detour towards uh, sexual innuendo. And I, I just right. have one thing to say to that. <clears throat> In your endo. Oh, God. Okay, I'm done. And I'm not sorry. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Willow depressedly saunters up and she's like, oh, I'm interrupting. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was very awkward. Here we go, Josh. This is the moment where someone is definitely as sad as you Aww. in a show. I knew I liked Willow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she's like, you have apples. They're going to get brown. She's gone full Eeyore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except Eeyore doesn't actually bring Pooh and Tigger down. They're just like, <laughs> and that that's because it's Pooh and Tigger and no one could bring them down. Yeah. Well, one of them, one of them's favorite thing in the world is to bounce. The other one is honey. I mean, I do like that's honey. pretty easy needs to fill. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So they're all sad about the brown apples. Nothing sadder than brown apples. Cut to the bronze. bronze. Willow has poor coping mechanisms. Yes. Oh, yeah, that scene. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. But, you know, I have nothing I can say about that. I mean, yeah. she drank exactly the same amount of drinks that we've drunk right now. What are you doing, right? Willow? Are you turning to alcohol for fun? <laughs> Excuse me a moment. I have to take a drink. <laughs> Because that's just silly. Beer bad. Didn't we learn Something that? Something tells me that we have no ground here, folks. Whatsoever. Zero. Well, and they sure are getting on their high horse about it. Oh, yes. For as much as they hang out at the bronze and bars and stuff. There is a cute little moment here, though, when Buffy's like, do you remember what happened last time I drank beer and became a cavewoman? And... Xander's like, yeah, and without the fuzzy bikini. Oh, my God. Anya, without missing a beat, says, that's off topic. And then, like, practically grabs his chin and turns it back to topic. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. She's not the woman Xander wants, but she's the woman Xander needs. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell, she's the woman he deserves. Yeah, that too. So Buffy's telling Willow she just needs to deal with the pain and she just needs to let it happen. Because nothing yeah. creepy ever came out of that phrase. Right? <laughs> and But Willow like, wants a shortcut. Don't we all? Yeah. Yep. I'm dating. I, I'm having serious dating with a werewolf. And I'm studying witchcraft and, and killing vampires. It's like a drug. Cut back to the dorm where Amy is still a fucking rat. Yeah, Amy Rat. I didn't know they still had her. This is amazing. She's still alive. <laughs> and believe me, she is still alive. Okay, so Willow casts a spell that's supposed to make the the things bend to her will, I guess. I, I didn't write down right? the exact wording. I didn't think it was particularly clear exactly what the spell was supposed to do up until the next day. when it The words were like, oh... 
my will be done like yeah her will be done i think like my will be done so my heart's will be done or something like that something like that and mm-hmm. they were trying to establish what she was expecting of this spell by her sitting there on the bed going heal my heart and q-tip make unbendy <laughs> that's adorable yeah the whole entire reason it didn't fucking work is because when she's like looking in the mirror she's like heal my heart and it's like put some fucking oomph and belief and will into the <laughs> statement for fuck's sake yeah there was no will behind it it was it was all too cerebral you know yeah exactly yeah, yeah. You have to put your being and your your sense of righteousness behind your words. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, Rex. Yeah. I'm getting exactly. pumped that's, just listening. That's what we mortals uh, call manifesting. Did you say immortals? No, mortals. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, we we were worried you were immortal at first. Uh, you know. Moving on. <laughs> I wasn't worried. I was actually really excited. It was like, can you make me an immortal? (laughs) That sounds lovely. (laughs) You know, it's easy to say until you have an eternity to consider it. Yeah. That makes me think of one of my favorite sayings. I'm going to live forever or die trying. Damn right. So she's looking at herself in the mirror and nothing happens. And she's like trying to get a book to read to her, but nothing happens and tries to make a Q-tip unbendy and that doesn't work. And she's all flummoxed because her magic has failed. Flummoxed. And then, yeah, she's flummoxed. Very good word. It is. And so the next day, Giles enters concerned because she never showed up to do the spell with him. And then Giles comes in, and Giles is very polite, and I think showing the right amount of concern for her from his station of being kind of like a father figure. Yeah. Yeah, it does it too. But she really fucking blows up at him. Yeah, she definitely got some misplaced aggression going on in this episode, and that's kind of the theme, really. Right. Um, cause she's like, you all want me to take the time to go through the pain as long as you don't have to hear about it anymore. And Giles is like, I, I see how you could feel that way. I do. And she's like, no, you don't. You say that you do, but you don't see anything. And cue the gimmick of the episode. Her eyes go flashy, flashy and her will be done. <laughs> yep. But note how... Like the difference, or maybe we should say this later, but like how the different spells like activate at different times because like Giles gradually becomes yeah, blind, was... yet other spells that she does later, it's like right away. Yeah, you know? I think they did that just as so they had some playroom so they could get Giles home before he went fully blind, yeah, with yeah, without Willow knowing about it, or maybe it's or within the story, maybe it's that like the spell is. Like this is the first spell that's or or command that she's like. Oh yeah, yeah maybe. You know, so it's like slowly kind of like kicking in, I guess. Yeah, there could be a warm up time yeah. on the spell. Sure, I can see that. Sure, why not? <laughs> I don't see any issues with that at all. <laughs> uh, so from there, we cut to Giles's apartment where he's attempting to do the truth spell on Spike. And Spike is all worried about it, as I think I would be worried. Yeah, it's like, if you can't even see, I don't want you doing your mojo on me. 
or something like that. Mm. And uh, yep. Giles drops the key accidentally to unlock the chains. And Spike picks that shit up and he is out the door in like two seconds. And I'm like, you're going to have the same problems you had before you got here, idiot. Right? <laughs> Spike, you're just going to wind up back on their same doorstep. Yeah. Starving to death like you were last time. There's nobody else in this town willing to put up with your shit and take you in. <laughs> exactly. I actually think, because of the, the scene that follows up with Spike on this, but I actually think he escaped solely to find more information about the initiative so that he could get their help in getting in there ah, just to get the shit out of his head. That definitely actually tracks because in the next scene... Well, in two scenes from now, when he gets blinked onto the lawn on campus, he's yeah. looking for the exit where he came out. Exactly. The next scene is back in the dorm with Willow, who is being very, very mopey about being a bad witch. She's not a good witch. She can't do spells. She can't do anything. Oh, woe is Willow. Yeah. I'm not even powerful enough to change Amy back into a girl. <laughs> and, and poof. Vroom. Amy cameo <laughs> like like you guys there's totally a naked girl on the bed behind you <laughs> just think of think of how that was offered up to her like hey so remember that show you were on years ago <laughs> yeah. yeah do you want to go back and be on that show and just be naked on a bed for five seconds not even like three two Good? seconds okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah oh my god because it's been like a season and a half we'll give you 20 dollars for it is that good <laughs> uh, yeah okay excellent <laughs> shit i'll do it for free <laughs> <laughs> But much to Amy's dismay, Willow says, and then poof, she's a rat again, and her will be done. Amy's a, poof, she's a rat again. Amy's a rat again, and I'm like, damn it. Because I, I feel like they bring her back at some point, but I can't remember they when do. or how. Oh, they do. Okay. Yes. I wanted to do this, but I ran out of time before we had to record. But I kind of wanted to look to see if they had styled her hair, how it was when she turned into a rat. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think so. I wouldn't even remember. I think she had it shorter and definitely another, like it. Yes, it was red, but it was another tone of red. Oh. This this new red was like darker. Oh. I huh. believe. I just think that would have been brilliant if they had actually like tried to get her hair yeah. to look the same. I think it's like pretty similar. I think that the hair length is actually similar. Maybe the color is just the only that is like a little bit different. <laughs> But phone rings and it's Giles and saying, hey, Spike's ex escaped. And Buffy's like, well, I guess I got to go catch him. And Willow, 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 <laughs> you've been here so many times. You fucking know that Buffy has a damn job to do. Yeah. As Buffy bolts out the door to go find Spike, Willow's like, Ugh, you probably just find him in two seconds anyway. <laughs> Which kind of seemed like a weird thing to say, but okay. You know, it helps move the plot along. Whatever. I'll deal with it. Right? <laughs> I honestly think they put that part of the spell in solely because they're like, you know, guys, we have a lot of ground to cover in this episode, and yeah. let's just make this much easier on ourselves. We need at least 10 <laughs> minutes of Buffy and Spike making out, you guys. We don't want to waste yeah. any time on the chase here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Give the audience what they've paid for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the audience, yes. Give Ollie what she paid for in tax dollars or cable dollars. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, I have hey. a very important question that I that I meant to ask yeah. you earlier, Ollie. You're at least 21 years old, right? At least, yes. Oh, thank God. Yeah. How, how old are you? That's a rude question, Rex. You can't ask that. <laughs> I don't care if it's rude. I just wanted to make sure that we're well, not... She lives in Florida. What is she going to do? Drive up here and slap me? <laughs> I will. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past anyone to go to great lengths to slap you, Rex. <laughs> I wish I could argue against that, but I don't know that I can. <laughs> So I just wanted to make sure that we're not condoning here at Beer with Buffy any kind of underage <laughs> drinking. All right. I can move on. No, yeah. Also, how old are you, Ali? <laughs> I am. I just turned 28. Okay. I owe you $5, Rex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? He asked how old I thought you were, and I said early 20s. He said late 20s. So oh, there, there it is. Go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now I remember that conversation. <laughs> That's all there was to that. So that means you were how old when this show aired? Um. Okay. So I started watching it live on the, I I believe maybe season five was airing when I started watching, and I was probably, I'm very bad with ages. I don't know, eight, nine, seven. I don't know. <laughs> so what year were you 10? born? I was born in ninety one. <laughs> The show okay. was aired okay. 97, correct? Yeah. So, yeah, you were... It ended in 2003. Like season 5, What you were like 10. 2000, so I was Age about 6 eight, nine. to 13 yeah. through the run of the show. Yeah, damn. There you go. How is it... I'm the age that should have been watching Buffy when it was airing, yeah. and I never saw it actually airing on TV, because nobody loves you, Rex. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I remember specifically watching it live because I remember specifically when the musical episode, the Once More with Feeling came out and I ran to my parents <laughs> asking for a blank VHS tape <laughs> so that I could record it. And I did. And I have that VHS tape somewhere back in Mexico. Awesome. So. Yeah, I think I've mentioned it on several episodes before this, but I never saw the show until after I'd listened to the soundtrack to Once More with Feeling mm. dozens upon dozens of times in my car and had it memorized. <laughs> you hadn't even seen the show before? Hadn't even seen the show before. Nope. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. He he's he's a weird one. I that that doesn't <laughs> begin to So in the next scene and you're what? Shocked and disappointed? I'm evil. You should know better. You should know better than attempt the fate of the face of the world. That was pathetic. You should know better. You should know better than attempt the fate of the face of the world. There's a lot more than that. Yeah, fantastic day. Birds singing. Squirrels making lots of rotten little squirrels. So Buffy finds Spike immediately because, hey, magic. Mm -hmm. I love that they both look at each other and they're like, man, I thought that would take longer. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, then then they just go with it. They're like, okay, this is fine. But Spike looks like he's trying to find the spot that he came out. And hey, very good of Willow to accidentally teleport him to right where the spot that he came out of the hole was. Yeah, right? and she definitely did it on purpose. No, I said accidentally. Oh, yeah, Super. okay. 
I was being sarcastic anyway. That was my sarcastic voice. Well, no one can oh, tell, I, Josh. Yeah, I can't tell. Because you have resting sarcastic voice. <laughs> I'm not being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so cut to, uh, well, Buffy takes Spike back to Giles's house and they bicker a bit. And it's funny. And I didn't write down anything they said because there's so much no. funny bickering in this episode. We could never possibly get through all of it. But first, Buffy does grab a hold of Spike, and then he hits her, and then he grabs his head in pain, and then she punches him in the face, so he grabs his face in pain. Ah, uh, yeah. And I just thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. And then cut back to Xander's basement. And yeah, then we cut to Xander's basement, where Willow is ranting to Xander about Buffy and Spike. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this is where she says, Wolf, fine, why doesn't she just go marry him? Yes, beach. and congratulations, Willow! You just made everybody's dreams come true for one short episode. Just like that, yes. Right, and then we cut back to Giles, where he comes out and sees Spike proposing to Buffy, and I'm thinking that maybe his brain is about to explode. This is probably what causes him to go fully blind in a moment. <laughs> yes. Uh, so he walks in. And I want to point out that Spike used his skull ring to propose to Buffy, and Buffy's using that. Yeah. It seems to be going rather well. The Definitely the skull ring was the best part. Poor Giles. I felt so bad for Giles. <laughs> I know. Poor Giles. Uh, ironically, Spike ends up being like the best boyfriend that she ever has on this show. But for now, it's like, oh, you can't do that, Buffy. <laughs> We all know that person or those, that couple, that couple of people that you're like, can you guys just stop being so fucking cutesy in love with each other for five fucking seconds? Like, we are so tired mm -hmm. of you being cute and in love and just up each other's asses. Yeah, trying to watch TV, guys. I wish I could stop hearing you make out over there. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I, I do want to mention that everyone I know that was like that with their significant other in their 20s is no longer married to those people anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they overdid it at the beginning. Uh -huh. Hello. <laughs> Sounds like there's a story to tell, Ale. What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to yeah, the next the Sanders basement. Uh Xander's basement where Willow tells Xander that he's a demon magnet. That's pretty much all I got and that's all I need. Pretty much, yeah. And yeah, because she already did the... Yeah, and so now the three main curses that make the rest of this episode play out have been cast. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we cut back to Giles's place where Giles is on the phone leaving a message to Willow specifically saying, hey, I'm going blind. I'm positive it's a spell because weird shit is going on with Buffy. And cut to seeing Buffy and Spike being all cutesy planning their wedding. And the hilarity of Buffy being like, let's have our wedding in the park during the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then you will now be officially married to Mr. Pile of Dust. <laughs> Basically. One quick breeze and the leaves move and you're going on your honeymoon with a pile of dust. Yeah. Man, they're really going whole hog with this marriage thing. Like, I really thought it was... Hold on just a sec. 
I still have to deal with traffic noise out here. That was actually surprisingly loud in the microphone. Yeah. Hold on. I'm actually going to go close the blinds real quick. All right, Ali, we can talk about Josh now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's up with your sarcastic voice? <laughs> so sarcastic. Yeah. But no. And that's but my yes. theory of why Josh is an asshole. Oh, okay. Yeah. I what see. the hell did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> I was up for like 10 seconds. <laughs> that's all it took. You guys are dicks. You'll just have to wait till the fucking editing process. I guess so. I, I, I will turn this recording around and take a straight home, young man. I'm the oldest one here. Thank you very much. By six months, whatever. Giles is a bit verklempt when Buffy asks him to give her away because he catches himself as he remembers that this is all a fucked up spell. But for a second there, he's like, oh, Buffy. Uh. Okay, but like, let's take a moment because, like, through this, like, silly spell, Buffy still, like, reached into her heart and was like, Giles, you are family. You know, fuck my dad. Right. Like, you are the one who's going to walk me down the aisle. And that is very touching, even for those two seconds. Exactly. And then Giles is like, what the fuck is yeah, happening? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter that it's a spell. It's still extremely touching. I agree. I completely agree. Hell yeah. Well, and that's exactly how he responds. He has that moment where he's like, oh, oh my. Like, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but wait, this and is a spell and what the hell? Yeah. But I did, I did, I had a quote of the day here because Buffy's like, Giles, did you see my ring? And his response is, Thankfully, not very well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I also have a quote of the day here because he spills his scotch. Oh yes, <laughs> and then uh, and then Spike is looking for a general reversal spell. And if poor confused Giles didn't think he could get more poor and confused, the prospect of Spike helping him went and did just that. And he's like, "It's all right. I have more scotch." Well, specifically, Buffy's like, from now on, we're family. And he just completely ignores what she says. And she, he's just like, more scotch, more scotch, must have more scotch. <laughs> yeah, so much for that anti-drinking campaign that they were apparently on board with. It's okay when it's Giles. Well, he's, he's old. Rated. He's old, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, they just so. don't want young people drinking. It's too hip, you see. Right. <laughs> he bumps into a lamp and then cut to outside where Buffy has gone to get the stuff from the magic shop. Oh, my God. My favorite encounter. <laughs> oh, this is really good. Like, really good. So we haven't had that many moments where the the actor who plays Riley has really shown off his acting. Use your acting. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think anybody has on this show yet portrayed utterly fucking baffled, confused as effectively as Riley does in this scene. <laughs> yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> so she exits the magic shop and sees a dress that's in a display window next door. A wedding dress. Yep, a, a wedding dress specifically. Walks up to it and she's staring at it with eyes the size of plates 
just, just <laughs> ooh, look at the pretty anime eyes definitely riley walks up the whole scene is just fucking gold she is telling him about the wedding and everything and he's just like what you're huh what is going on here i have no idea what's going on here i'm confused looks at the camera are you confused we should all be confused (laughs) yeah it's a it's a fantastic reveal it's another one of those where we just can't quote the whole scene but i would like to yeah yep but i think my favorite part was still the ending where she's like, oh, no, he's way older than me. I mean, my last boyfriend was way older than him, even. <laughs> and Riley's like, nope, but bye okay. He abruptly exits. We're done. I'm leaving away, far away. I was supposed to be elsewhere now. Yeah, we can't know each other anymore. Uh, let's still be friends. Bye-bye. They say young people don't learn anything in high school nowadays, but um, I've learned to be a friend. So what was the uh, story about that alligator? From there, we go back to Xander's house, where Xander is emphatically telling his mother, no more snacks! (laughs) But I liked those fruit (laughs) (laughs) roll-ups! Of course you did, Anya. They're fruit roll-ups. Yeah. How many fruit roll-ups did Xander eat to make his hands smell like fruit roll-up? Oh, my God. Three. (laughs) (laughs) One. Have you researched this? Three. Oh, it's not a Tootsie Pop, is it? I happen to know it takes much longer than that to eat a fucking fruit roll-up because there's no way to eat it that doesn't turn it into your mouth full of gumminess. I bet Xander ate yeah. Anya's fruit roll-up. <laughs> no, that okay. that got interrupted. <laughs> Xander, do you need another fruit roll-up? Not now, Mom. <laughs> they're like, no oh more God. snacks, and then they go back to the bed, and they're about to bang, and then demons bust whoa, in. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's talking about sex? <laughs> they are. Get your mind out of the gutter, Rex. They're in his bed, and Anya's like, stop talking about anything else and kiss me, I just, and let's make out. And then they lay down, and then demons bust in. I just realized that your name is only one letter away from sex, and that's not okay. How, how long have you known me? Not long enough, apparently. <laughs> I need to do better background checks, it looks like. Apparently, I need to run them through a thesaurus, too. No, no, no. If you ever want to know <laughs> how if a if a person's name can be misconstrued as sex jokes, just be stand them in front of a group of like 6 to 8 year olds and say, "Hey, is there anything funny about his name?" <laughs> and they'll tell everything. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, I think your theory that Xander's mom is trying to get him laid is really falling apart here. Right? (laughs) Sorry to say. uh, Like she's clearly trying to keep him from getting laid, if anything. But now she's got that tasty, tasty rent money. (laughs) And the last thing she wants is Xander to move out of the out of the basement. So she loses that tasty rent money. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, so suddenly Xander is under siege by a bunch of bad Halloween mask demons. And thankfully, he's got Anya there with all of her fantastic historical demon knowledge. Yes. 
And luckily, I have an expert in the room that I'm also having sex with. Not that that's important. <laughs> and on top of that... What's on top of that, Ale? Do tell. <laughs> okay, I was going to say that on top of all of these conveniences, there's another Xander's on top of that. Of him. Huh? Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> on top of Anya. Oh, Am no. I right? No. Sex? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody? God, it's like talking to a brick wall with you people. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> anyway. I was gonna say. Allie, please continue. Go on. That, thank God, he happens to have a sink full of water. Yeah. Ready oh, yeah. to go. To yeah, specifically like, kill these demons. Who the fuck just keeps a damn sink full of water? Uh, exactly. Yeah, standing water is like my number one fear. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was definitely. millipedes. Oh, shut up. No, standing water <laughs> filled with millipedes. That's my number one fear. Oh, fuck you. Okay. Josh doesn't like anything with too many legs. I'll make him stop. Okay. <laughs> Rex. Yes. She's, she's going to do it. ¿Qué te dije? ¿Quieres que te hable en español? No, I don't speak Spanish. Rex can't speak anything. Rex can barely speak English. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mom voice. It has to be in Spanish. I took an entire year of Spanish in junior high and I failed horribly. Not surprised. Mm. The biggest problem I had is I can't roll my R's. Right. <laughs> and this is apparently a problem when trying to speak Spanish. I... I still yeah. want to hear you ream him a new asshole in Spanish. Can you please do that? <laughs> well, I kind of need, like, your full name. I know your full name is Rex, but you need, like, a full, full name. Like, Rex Alejandro. Ooh, that's, that's close. Like that. Rex I mean, that, that's... What's your middle name, Rex? Or just go with no. Rex Alejandro. Rex Alejandro. Or... ¿Qué te dije? No le hables así a tu compañero. Wait, try it with Rex and old. Oh, God. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but in yeah. Spanish, so, Rexinaldo. Yep. ¿Qué te he dicho? Respeto. Respeto a tus mayores. I'm feeling the anger. Man, <laughs> you just got told. Holy shit. So what did you actually say? Something about respecting your elders, even though he's not your elder. Yeah. But, you know. I'm the old one here. <laughs> you know, she said it in Spanish, Rex. It's, it's solidified. There's nothing yeah. you can do. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Where were we in the, in the episode again? Yeah. So back to Giles' house. Yes. Oh, yes. Where Buffy and Spike are being outrageously, obnoxiously cute, and I hate them. Oh, yeah. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> it's awful. It's gross. It's the best thing in the entire universe, okay? It's my, what my eyes were craving for, and they just silver platter delivered hey. to me. Buffy so. and Spike are just enjoying some nice adult macaroni and cheese and, <laughs> and much to Giles's dismay, but you know, Giles is also an adult. He can handle it. But his line <laughs> is like, I can hear you smacking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. That's good macaroni and cheese. God damn. But wait, but the part where Spike is like, look at that lip. Look at that lip. I'm gonna get it. Oh. Ah! 
Can you even handle it? I can't. She just squealed. I don't even remember that, but I can imagine it. There was just so much packed into such a short period my, of time. My favorite part, though, was Buffy goes, do we want to have your full name, William the Bloody, or just Spike on the invitations? Yes. And then they start arguing about names. Buffy says, what's wrong with Buffy? And Giles deadpans, oh, such a good question. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yes. And then Xander and Anya, Kool-Aid man, through the door. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, they open the door. It's not Kool-Aid manning if you actually open the door. Fine. They, they, they politely... Anyway, and then... Because as soon as jo as soon as Xander gets into the room, he goes, "Spike, he's all untied," which you probably noticed. But I guess you guys knew that, yeah. <laughs> so Buffy proposes maybe the demons and Giles's blindness are related, and uh, oh my, I loved Z Xander's waving his fingers in Giles's face, and uh, he's like, "Stop, <laughs> whatever you're doing, you smell like fruit roll-ups." <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing like I, I can't even make jokes about this episode it's already such a comedy oh, it's just a joke the whole I just thought is. of something yeah. really funny but I really don't think it should be on the podcast oh and Spike's response is this is the crack team that foils my every plan I am deeply shamed oh, yeah. now you need to say whatever <laughs> deeply inappropriate thing you were going to say Rex don't hold back. If the demon, if the first demon had waited longer before he busted down the door, Xander's hands would probably have smelled like something very different than fruit roll-ups. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> and the question is, would have Giles have said it? <laughs> You know, like. your fingers smell like. Uh, um. <laughs> no, he'd be like, I Moving know on. that smell. This takes me back to my childhood. What's going on? No, it just ta it takes him back to the episode when he turned back into a teenager. Oh God! Is, oh, yeah. is Joyce in the room? What's going on? <laughs> We had to have at least one moment where we got very highly inappropriate. Highly inappropriate. By the way, everybody, we're talking about cunnilingus. Cunnilingus. Oh, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. I mean, perhaps not, you know, proper, but you get the idea. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, it's time to listen. The good guys are always stalwart and true. The bad guys are easily distinguished by their pretty walls uh, we always defeat them and save the day. No one ever dies, and everybody lives happily ever after. Liar. All right, so this is where Xander figures it out, and he kind of makes himself useful for a change. He, he makes his brain work, which is akin kind of to watching a baby dinosaur hatch. <laughs> <laughs> push, little Xander, push! Rawr! <laughs> it's, it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and so he makes the connection that that willow called him a demon magnet and said that buffy yep. and spike should get married 
cueing Giles to recall her saying that he doesn't see anything. And they're like, holy shit, everything Willow's saying is coming true. So they have to find her before anybody gets hurt. Kathunk! As Giles, Giles gets hurt. Oh, but Buffy says specifically, like, oh, I must be immune because I'm the Slayer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Buffy. That's why you're marrying Spike, Spike, essentially. Good. Yeah, they said something much yeah. more clever, though. I don't, I don't, I don't yep. know. And then we cut to the dorm real quick where Willow gets abducted. I recognized that it was Tehoffrin. Did you? I did. Because we've only, we've only seen him once before. I recognized it immediately, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, it's cool. by the way. D-H. Dahoffrin. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought, but my transcript spells it with a T, so I was confused. But yeah, very quickly, Anya, Xander, Spike, and Buffy come into the dorm. Anya immediately recognizes the portal thing going on with Dahoffrin, and then they decide they have to go to a graveyard to... Yeah, why? Why did they have, have no to idea. go to that specific graveyard? No fucking clue. I think they just happen to be walking past it, and since there's 12 graveyards in Sunnydale, this is where they start getting yeah. attacked, and they hole up in a crypt. Wait, yeah, that's why. They were pushed there because the, the demons were just chasing them. I remember now. Okay. I think they were on their way back to Giles's house. Yeah. Quick cut to the demon dimension where DeHoffrin is talking to Willow. He offers her a job and then cut back to the Scooby gang where Anya lays out and explains that DeHoffrin is probably offering Willow a job. Yeah, I really liked the way DeHoffrin phrased this. He said, you have much anger and pain. Your magic is strong, but your pain, it's so Broody willow. <laughs> it's like a scream that pierces the dimensional walls. We heard your broody call. <laughs> Wait, no, I think you were hearing angel. No, you're broodier than angel. I just have to say, I'm really upset now, Josh, <laughs> because angel's no longer on the show, but you just coined a term and you don't even realize it. All the times that the angel shows up just to tell Buffy there's a problem, it's a broody call. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. How did we miss that? Four and a half For seasons three... of missed opportunity. Right? Son of God. a bitch. It's a broody call. God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I... I need a moment. Okay, I'm better. So the Scoobs are outside. <laughs> they pass a graveyard. Yep. Buffy's like, ooh, we need to take pictures in front of this tomb. This would be a great spot. And they start getting attacked by all these demons. And so they have to hole yep. up in a crypt. Anya's trying to summon Dehoffrin. I love the little tidbit <laughs> here where Spike is like, oh, I can't fight. Because he doesn't realize he can attack demons yet. Yeah, I was wondering if they yeah. were going to establish that he can be violent against non-humans yet and he that has they been, will that, right not yet but they will i like it when they actually hold on to something like that right mm -hmm. and like show it later True. right right but yeah it's a big fight yeah yay big fight and then we're back to willow over here and the, the hoffman is showing willow what she did yep. you know and everybody in the fighting in yep. the mausoleum and she turns down his job offer she's like and oh no i caused all this i didn't mean to do that 
I just want to go back and help my friends. Is that your answer? <laughs> it is. <laughs> the way the <laughs> the music gets super like dark and scary. Intense. And he's and, like, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, well, here's my talisman. If you change your mind, give us a chant. <laughs> Just <laughs> classic. Love it. Joss Whedon moment right there. Oh, that that yeah. is the shit yeah. that makes Cash. Buffy Buffy right there. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Give us, give us a, a chant. chant. Like, here's my talisman. Give oh us a chant. God. Well, it's like <laughs> fucking amazing. Okay. One more thing that I want to mention about when they're back. I don't know if it happened after this or before but while they're fighting Spike and Buffy Spike goes like I don't know if I can hold them blah 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 like Buffy you're gonna have to escape or something like that and Buffy's like you think you have to protect me oh not with the girl power bit <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm like yes this is totally a fight that they would have yeah. in their marriage like that was, that was a good moment <laughs> yes so yeah then we cut back to the crypt where the fight's going on Spike and Buffy decide mid-fight, they're just going to start making out. <laughs> yeah. And so Willow zaps in because DeHoffrin sent her right to the fight, which was nice of him, honestly. Yeah. She yeah, comes up nice. with this spell that breaks the previous spell that she cast. You know, everything goes back to normal, but they're all still there in the crypt. And Spike and Buffy are all of a sudden, ew, 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 Spike lips, ew, 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 ew. <laughs> cooties genius which i was like not you bitch you know that it's not you right? <laughs> we all know that realistically everyone would have been like oh i must have been under a spell mm. continue making out <laughs> yes <laughs> and carry on cut back to giles's house guilt cookies yay guilt cookies <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want a cookie. I want a party. I want. I want. I want me. 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 Now. 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 <sighs> Name that movie. Am I too young? I don't know. Uh, neither of you. <laughs> Hold on. Uh-uh. No, I know. I know it. I just. Oh, it's right there. That's okay. No You're luck. like seven years younger than us, so. Uh, I think okay. that's how yeah. old we were when the movie came out. It's Hook. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. The hell is wrong with me? Dustin Hoffman. Anyway. <laughs> I, I feel shame. <laughs> I, I think I need a shame cookie. Are there any shame cookies here? No, Rex. That's how There's shameful just guilt, you just are. Just guilt cookies? All the shame cookies are fucking gone. <laughs> Behold my field of shame cookies, <laughs> for it is barren. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the name of the episode shame cookies <laughs> right so <laughs> spike wants a cookie yeah well i've gotta have something i still have buffy taste in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> then he divulges to the rest of the group that buffy wanted wind beneath my wings to play at their wedding and they all seem more disgusted <laughs> by that than by the whole buffy spike marriage thing have yep. you heard that not, song? It's not awful. recently, but you know, I mean, it's one of those. It's it's like Celine Dion. It's the soundtrack yeah. to my childhood. The part of it I didn't like. <laughs> you want to know one of the places I heard it? Historically speaking, uh, is my mom and stepdad's wedding. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, nobody has good memories of step parents' weddings. More importantly, it was my aunt 
who was singing it. Oh, no. Oh, God. Badly. <laughs> oh, you poor bastard. Do you need a hug? Because I'll find somebody to give you a hug. <laughs> I don't do hugs. I have plenty of people to give me hugs. Thank you very much, Josh. All right, so Willow shoves a cookie in Spike's mouth and walks away. And But then Spike is like, is he tied? But then his arms aren't because he just grabs the cookie. I'm confused. Yeah, his arms are totally free. I'm like, wait, what's exactly. what's the point here, guys? So is this just for play or? Yeah, now they're just getting kinky. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do they only chain him up in the bathtub? <laughs> I guess they just trust him now. Uh, maybe he just can't reach the knots. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so hold on. Have either of you guys seen What We Do in the Shadows? Is that a? No. It's a movie. Oh, it's no. I'm like, I ha- I don't know why you guys do in the shadows. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> you don't like, see what? what I do in the shadows, Ale? <laughs> I think do- that's something I'm not going Let to discuss. Let me remove yet another button <laughs> to reveal oh, what is underneath. It's a t-shirt. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a t-shirt it's, uh, <laughs> okay. so it's a it's, no it's a movie it's a mockumentary about like these old va- these old timey type vampires that are having a hard time acclimating to modern day culture and there's this one part where one of them eats a french fry and they cut to they jump cut to the next scene where he's projectile vomiting blood like across the room and the other one is just standing there talking to the camera going he ate one crisp oh my god <laughs> and i'm like that seems more accurate to how it would work if a vampire ate real food doesn't it right <laughs> like yeah. but they have to eat blood how can spike eat a fucking cookie that's all my point was moving along i understand but Buffy says to Willow that she is definitely over the bad boy thing. And then she realizes that she ran into Riley. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love how it's not up until this moment <laughs> that she remembers about Riley. And then cue up the cover up of the century. Like, you got to give her props yeah, for this. Yeah, to hell with yeah. JFK. This... <laughs> this is a magical cover-up here, guys. <laughs> oh, I was just joking. You didn't get it? <laughs> I just had to give you what? a hard time when I saw that fear in your eyes because I was looking at wedding dresses. So you're insane. Uh-huh. Okay. And he, he accepts it. And honestly, that's the better story for him, if you think about it. Like, think about how crazy he had to have thought that she was on yeah, the street definitely <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. and now it just adds more to the mystery and the and so they have this weird <laughs> moment where she's like you have a lot to learn about women riley and he touches her face and grabs the back of her head but he doesn't kiss her and he's like you're gonna teach me and then just stomps away leaving her yeah. looking all windblown and speechless and like oh <laughs> yeah and I'm like, <laughs> right. Gerarg. <laughs> Gerarg. 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 I said it. 
<laughs> You're so giddy. I always say it with you guys. Just this is the first time you actually hear me. <laughs> is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, give, give me more. Nights I shall walk in Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? So, Ale, how did you feel about this episode? Yeah. Oh my god, so good. I, I feel so good. It, it makes me feel, you know, light. Like, it makes me laugh most of the episode. So, it was really good. Very entertaining. I had all the Spuffy, Spike and Buffy action that I needed and wanted and desired. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, overall for, like, the story is, like, a non-important episode, mm -hmm. I think. Is it? Mm -hmm. No, it's... Yeah, I mean, the only important thing is, like, Willow being sad, but then that doesn't lead to anything. Well... Except the spell. <laughs> really, all it does is foreshadow Willow and her issues with magic. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like, okay, Willow is in another level now, magically. Yeah, I, I think it's but... a very important episode for Willow. It, it shows us that she's finally accepted that Oz is gone, and it's got her yeah. moving in this new direction of dark magic discovering herself in that regard but also it's bringing spike into the fold in a way that we've never seen before it's really getting us comfortable with spike right. and anya for that matter yeah in the scoobies yeah yeah so they're really just getting us acclimated to uh, losing a character that we loved and gaining two more that that we're not terribly familiar with yet, unless, you know, we're old fans of the show. But, you know, I try to think of it as the show was originally airing. And from that yeah. perspective, right. I think this was a very important episode. And they they really dwelled on the humor to great effect because this was all about character progression. Truth. Yeah, exactly. That. Like, one of the major reasons why I liked this episode is everything that happened in this episode feels like it would have normally been shoved into another episode as the B story, you know? Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. But they didn't have some, like, demon in the background or anything. It made it where this big sidetrack of, like, nothing really that direly important except for foreshadowing even happened. Yeah. It's kind of like showing, you know how, like... I always think of like, oh, what happens in the days that we don't see like that episode, you know, the in-between days from like adventure to adventure. Right. Like this feels like one of those days, you know, this is one of their down low, like, how do you call it? Like low key adventures, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think so. um, there's actually a really good analogy going on in this episode because there was no external demon or bad guy in this episode, right? And I think that's an, a good analogy for Willow having this internal struggle. Yeah. Am I right? I yeah. have to agree with am that. Am I right yeah. or am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Battling the inner like demons yeah. for, this is... for a change. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so, you know, that's all I'm really trying to say. <laughs> Quotes of the day. Yeah. Ale, do you have a quote of the day? Oh, no. How can I pick one? If you need a refresher, we can help you with that. Yeah. Um. I think... By the way, last episode, my quote of the day was, a bear, a bear, you made a bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of yes. course. Uh, but this episode, something that Spike says, <laughs> one of Spike's quotes, or... Or Giles. Oh, fuck. They all There's so quotes. many good ones in this episode. There really are. You guys say first. Let me think. Okay, you think about it for a minute. Rex, what's your quote of the day? I'm actually going to pick a quote of the day that we didn't 
actually discuss on the podcast itself. Oh. Ooh. They're in the bronze, and they've already seen that Willow's been drinking. Buffy is trying to talk Willow through the situation, and Willow responds with, Well, isn't there some way I can just make it go away just because I say so? Can't I just make it go poof? And I pick that because I think we've all felt that deeply. Yeah. (laughs) I know I have. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it also just, that's the entire fucking point of this episode. That line right there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So my quote of the day, I'm obviously going to go the absolute opposite direction because this was such a hilarious episode. And I think that it really was. This line probably gave me the biggest guffaw of anything in this episode. Giles's line. uh, That's all right. I have more scotch. Oh, Josh, I literally was going to pick that yes. one. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you have a, a runner up? So, because since Ali doesn't have her notes, you can have the scotch line. Can I have it? Thank you. And because, and I was going to pick it because to me, it's exactly why you pick yours, Rex. Because to me, that line encompasses the entire episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like this episode is a shit show. What is going on? It's okay, okay. we have scotch, Well, then you know? uh, I have to then give it to DeHoffrin uh, as my runner-up. Yes, that's the other good one. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. Oh, well, here's my talisman. Change your mind, give us a chant. <laughs> um, because as long as we're picking lines that are emblematic of the episode in some way, that line just really captures the nuance of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's, it's certain I don't know what... You know, and who says a demon can't just be a good professional? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I really appreciate that about DeHoffrin. R- real quick, just because I want, we need to get you actually saying the line. Right. Ale, what is your quote of the day? My quote of the day is when Giles says, "That's all right. I have more yes. scotch." Excellent. Definitely one of my favorite lines. If I do say so myself. <laughs> very nice okay well shit and that's that this has been another episode of beer with buffy special thank you to you ale for joining us on this episode thank you for having me guys it's such an honor and it was a pleasure and again that is ale from the heart you can find her on pretty much every platform as ale from the heart and what what did you say the name of your podcast was the podcast is the Awkward and Depressed Podcast. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, and we'll actually share a link to that, too, just uh, so our listeners can find that as well. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Number one way to help our show is to review us on iTunes. If you would like to own a piece of our show, you can find merchandise at store.beerwithbuffy.com if you'd like to help support us financially buy us some beer you can find that on patreon.beerwithbuffy.com as always you can send us a voicemail or even a text at the number 269-743-0783 you can send us an email at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com 
as always, thank you very much to Benjamin Alexander and Reggie Page for our opening and closing music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And I'm Ale. Have a good night. Bye. Reeves be with you, Ale. Uh, Keanu speed? Whoa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Instead of which you would enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs>